you were listening to a production of the Toe Network. This is Laser Knees number 98, the collectible soul trading game. I'm Aleph. And I'm Sono, and this is Dino Knight Sentai Ryu Soldier, episode 23, the legendary Ryu Soul, and episode 24, the Karate Dojo of Love. Our writer for 23 was Shida Ayumi, and for 24 was Naruhisa Arakawa. Really? Yeah. Uh, our director for both was Watanabe Katsuya, and this is a rare miss for Arakawa. I mean, they can all be winners, but we've got thoughts on 24, wow, uh, which is, Arakawa. I guess, why we do this show, because we have thoughts. But I was shocked to find out this one was his. Yes, uh, I... I thought it was going to be uh, an Inoue bit with, like, a just a weird one-off writer. Because, like, the episode is... It's it's okay on a technical level, like the pacing and the beats are fine, and I can't really blame it all on him since it's not his show, he didn't decide how these characters are, but I just expect better from him. Yeah, no, no. I mean, like you said, they can't all be winners, but wow, this was not a winner. <laughs> Especially since we have in recent memory uh, a relatively similar episode he did back in Lupot, where there was that quasi-love story with Keichiro that kind of made him into one of my favorite characters. Because, like, Sono, Sono, do you remember? Look, I know it's not ideal, but it's what I can do. Like, God. Like, there. That was, the enti- that, was that entire character and his entire thing reframed, and suddenly he's the most sympathetic and interesting guy on the show, which is saying something because... Look, I understand Kaneko Kaori is is just starting out, but Kaneko Kaori made it very difficult to like our boy Keichiro. <sighs> but Arakawa comes in, and he's untouchable after that, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's... I mean, frankly, I spent a lot of that show, and I come out of that show still feeling this, that of the two Reds, he's the better one. Yeah, and he's also the one who got so much less to do like the the show felt like it it was very much on the side of of uh oh goodness i forget the other guy's name that's how much uh, i like him Kyrie. there we go yeah right he's the kai in kaito right but i just i don't don't whatever dude he's he had yeah, some cool it's... moments but shrug i don't like my my problem i'm not super fond no, that makes it sound like I don't like them, which isn't true. I cared less about the Lupin Rangers. I mean, I love Toma, and I think Toma was fascinating, but they never did anything with the hints they dropped about him. Where I don't like, I feel like he's my third favorite after Keichiro and Sukasa, and like maybe then Umeka. And maybe, and like, it's this weird bottom of the barrel tie between Sakuya and Kairi because, like, Sakuya was bad, but at least he was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think we could have got a lot more out of Kairi if there would have been more bits where him and, and uh, Goody Striker yeah. were, were like on uh, swing sets together. Just, just talking about what it all means, man. It's just this thing where, like, Saki is bad, but he's interesting, and Kairi's good, but he's boring. Yeah. Anyway, just before we get going too far, just Narahisa Arakawa, 
is better than the Karate Dojo of Love, because that was just such a... Like, if you told me they showed up and were like, the, the day before it had to shoot, like, hey, Narisa, we don't have a script. What, can, you, can you help us? And he did it that day, I would believe it. Like, it, it feels like a first draft. Yeah. A first draft by someone who, like you said, technically speaking, knows their craft and is probably getting a lot of notes from the producers, but is also like, oh, it's okay, he's lovestruck, we have to fight a cake monster? Fine, okay. But it just, it does, it's not one of his betters. No. And since we're already kind of ragging on it, let's just get into our problems and nitpicks. Let's just, let's just dive on in. Okay, so rolling us back to 23, I've got a lot of good things to say about the Ryusoul trading, and we'll get to that, because I love that idea, honestly. But, like, Toa and Bamba show up like, oh man, we haven't done trades in so long, and I'm like, who the heck were you trading with? Each other? Like, I mean, Bamba does say he usually doesn't bother because he's really good at just finding them, which I guess would be why Toa hasn't been able to do it in a long time, but, like, you don't, you guys don't have other Ryusoul friends. You I haven't have been s- back to the village. Like, I feel like Toa was born outside the village. It does kind of feel that way. So I just, I don't know, I just like the thought of Toa sneaking into the village to trade with people. But it also occurs to me that it's weird to trade them as it... Okay, can anyone use them, or do you have to be a Ryu soldier? Or or are just the, the, the people, the Ryu soul folk, just trading them around as if they were our eponymous collectible soul trading game? Or do they get lesser benefits from them? And that's part of why they seal themselves away, along with, again, the whole, like, aging slower, having to a, a different culture thing? I, I don't know. Like, we, we know the Masters had multiple students, so, like, was it just them who would get to trade, and you'd, like, trade among, like, all of your Masters students, and then sometimes you'd have a party where, like, the Masters would bring all of their students together? Like, is that it? Because then I don't know why Bamba and Toa even know about this. Yeah. Because they clearly do. But, like, I also feel like maybe the other Reusal people do use them because some of them would have, like, really good quality of life uses. Like, the dry soul would be great for laundry or, like, I don't know, I... I'm sh- like, the smell soul and the conceal soul would probably be good for, like, hunting. Mm-hmm. But also, like, you need the the dinosaur sword to activate them, and I can't imagine there are a lot of those going around. Yeah, I, it is an interesting sort of lore hole where we are going down, even though, like, I can definitely say, like, you know, who cares? But at the same time, like, that's, you guys have opened up, you guys have opened up a can of worms. Sh- shouldn't have put those thoughts in my head, you, you guys. Yeah, I mean, like, again, I love this concept, I love all the lore that was dropped. It's just like, hmm, there's... How does this work? There's just some questions that I may not have asked otherwise that, like, I'm kind of glad I can ask. Because, again, the answers do not matter yeah. at all to, the, to the, the story that we're dealing with. They have no bearing on it. But, like, I just want to know because I care about these people and their culture. Yes. I, yeah, I definitely do want to know more things about the Ryu Soul people. Because it's, they just seem neat. Also, I I get why Melt would think that just wishing the Duridon away couldn't possibly that be that simple. Like, but 
I feel like Toa probably has a point that you should at least give it a shot. Right? Like, what's the harm in asking? The worst she'll say is no, and then everything is exactly the same as it was. But if she says yes, like, hey, the problem is solved, you could at least try. I mean, I do like that Asuna stood up for him and was like, hey, he's just saying that we should, like, think about that a little bit. We don't know if this is a monkey's paw situation. So, I mean, that's nice. It is. It is. And look, I mean, we, we, like, I can totally understand why they had to have that bit. But, it like, at the end of the day, it's just a neat framing device for a clip show. <laughs> and that's about all they got. But still, it's it's nice that they had these bits of, of character in there, even as I'm like, yeah, hey, how about we, Co, Co, translate for us. Can we just talk to this thing and be like, hey, uh, there's some crazy monster people who are trying to murder all of the humans. I understand you don't like granting tons and tons of wishes. This is the last one. What do you say? You, you do a good job. She- What's that? It's not even that she doesn't like granting wishes, she just doesn't want people fighting about it. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. We're like, I don't know, maybe just, like, ask. Yeah, have have a conversation. Like, look, a- after this is done, we'll put you in space. But, like, we think it'd be very handy to not have to worry about these these scary monster people who are trying to murder everyone. I, I feel like preventing lots of people from getting murdered to death by monsters, like, that's a a pretty good use of the wish spell. Yeah. Like, you know, Seto says she can do whatever. She can grant any wish. I mean, that is a wish. Yeah, I think it's a very good wish, honestly. Or at least a wish that is justifiable. If it's a strongest battle thing where, you know... Kater wanted to wish for world peace, and it's like, hey, you can't really do that because people don't really work that way. Uh, like, you can't just get rid of all these guys because I'd have to put them somewhere, and I don't have anywhere to put them. Like, they could just come back, so it doesn't really solve the problem. You guys have got to band together and fight them on your own. Yeah. Like, fine, just say that. Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be, that's a perfectly fair thing, because it's like, hey, um, I don't want to go in and rewrite the contents of their souls, because that's really messed up. Yeah, but their souls are really messed up. Uh, it's, sorry, that's that's a messed up thing, though. You know, like, genie rules. Yeah. Aladdin genie rules. It's fine. Just say so. Like, Aladdin, Aladdin was popular. That was... Although I... I still like there's the bit where it's, it's like, look, I don't bring people back from the dead. Oh, no, it's not that I can't. It's, that it's, it's just unpleasant. I don't like doing it. But he can't make people fall in love with you, and presumably that means he can't do other related things. So, yeah, just wish, wish just explain that you have limits. It's fine. Even the wish spell, in fi- in at least in 5th Ed, had some limitations that are... are that you have to take into account, otherwise you're going to uh, die, or worse. Anyway, let's. Um, so I now, think uh, we're moving into twenty four, right? Yeah, and I'm just gonna get my biggest problem out of the way because it's not any one moment. It's the whole episode is mean spirited. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Which is so weird for an Arakawa joint. 
like mean is not an an emotion or a feeling I tend to associate with him. Yeah, like I know you and me are not totally here to go to bat for Conalo. <laughs> that is that's a very generous way of putting it, yes. But this episode was mean to him. And I'm not really here for it. Like, this episode was entirely about laughing in his face. And, like, Naruhisa Arakawa, are you really gonna try and tell me that this girl explained the situation to Kanalo once, and he just happened to not hear any of it, and then in the, like, day and a half that follow... Like, he, they never address that again. They never, like, try to plan. She never explains to him what running a dojo entails to make sure that this dude is up for it because it's more than just, you know, being able to do the moves. Yeah, you've got, like, there's, there's, there's a lot work of logistic there. stuff. Or, like, talk to him about what her father's weaknesses might be since Kanalo is apparently going to have to physically fight him. She never mentions Paris once while they're, like, out in the city, even though going there is her dream and it's why she wants him to do this. Like, you're gonna tell me that she sees that cake and is like, oh, it's the thing I've always dreamed of, and doesn't start immediately gushing about that patissiere's, like, icing techniques or how they've put together the cake. Like, really, she's not going to talk about any of that, even though that's her dream? Like, and especially that's since awesome. she apparently thinks he's on the same page, so she couldn't yeah. just go to, oh yeah, check out how they're making the little roses on the thing, that's amazing. Yeah, like, I don't know, that's all some words that we don't say on this show, but those words rhyme with Hulk hit. Like, she's just clinging to Kanalo and bouncing along with him, and literally every piece of dialogue from both her and her father imply that she wants to date him, and her father believes he has that Kanalo has to prove himself worthy. Like, her dad never asks why this dude wants to take over a dojo, which seems like a pretty big thing to ask before you let a dude fight you for that exact purpose. Right. Like, even when they first walk in and he, like, breaks all the bricks, and he's like, oh, if you're intimidated by that, like, he's, he specifically says it won't meet Mao's expectations, not his expectations of who's gonna take over the dojo. Like, what? Like, everything they say is toward this implication, which isn't fair. Like, that's just mean to Kanalo, and I feel like this whole plotline is kind of turning into this mean-spirited joke towards him. And I may not support this plotline, but I'm also not going to support turning this guy into a punching bag when he's an otherwise really interesting character, where if you just, like, wouldn't it be absolutely wild if they just had him get married mid-show? That would be. It'd be amazing. And and then just, like, didn't have this plotline anymore? Like, look, Ryu Soldier crew, y'all the ones who decided to write this plotline. You can't take that back now. You can end it, but you can't take it back. It's there. So it's your job to make this character arc not terrible. And you're not doing a very good job of that. Yeah, they really aren't. 
the only thing I can really think of is that, like, as Arakawa's watching the show, his opinion of Kanalo as a character is about the same one that I have. But at the same time, if that's what's going on, you don't write it that way, because, like you said, Sono, yeah, that, that sucks. That's just mean. Like, ideally, when you come in to write a thing like that, you, you, you do, again, what he did with Keichiro, and you reveal an interesting bit of humanity for this character you don't like, or that you don't get. Although I, I'm sure Arakawa kind of liked Keichiro, because that dude likes him some hero cops. He does. But it, it's just but one still, of those like, things where, like... Principle. I feel like if I was going to have to write an episode about a character that I don't like, I would at least try to make them into someone I do like for that episode, just so I could enjoy writing it. Like, this doesn't sound like it was fun to write. No, it really doesn't. It, it just seems terribly unpleasant for everyone involved, and that's not what I'd want. Yeah, just, like, I don't know, have an episode about, like, why he's so desperate to find a wife? Because we really don't know. He's no. just like, that's my duty. And I'm like, okay, but why? Like, why has this been drilled into you? Maybe learn that this isn't really a priority right now and that it can wait. It, like, it would not help you to get married right now if the world ended. If everyone on the planet was dead. Just saying. But it, it just, it doesn't seem like it It was a fun episode to write. It was not a fun episode to watch. Yeah, no. Like, you don't, I don't know. It was just, like, I'm not here to defend this plotline for Kanalo, but don't you don't have to, like, then take that plotline and be mean about it. Yeah, he deserves better. If Like you said, if you guys are going to write it that way, like, find something in it that's interesting or ennobling or revealing. Otherwise, why are, why are you doing it? If you don't like it, stop doing it. Okay, but on to the, like, more minutiae of problems, which there are significantly an amount. Yeah. Um, I'm also just bugged that we spent any amount more time on this Melton Oto dating thing to the point where, like, people, like, they're like, oh, Oto called Melt? Are they dating? I'm like, no, they're not dating. She's 12. Yeah. And, and honestly, like, this is why I personally, and I wish I could enforce this as a fandom cop, but I, I put a moratorium on anything that's like, oh, hey, look, she looks 12. But she's actually, like, 120 years old. Like, that's a forever moratorium. Because I just don't want it to happen at all, ever. Because it's just, it's real creepy. And the amount of people, like, pulling out legal statuses is like, Hey, no, it's cool for me to date this person who looks like they're 12. Like, no. Also, I just keep coming back to the fact that, look, if this is a straight-up thing where they just age and and one-tenth the speed we do, which, again, like, boy, there better be some communal raising of the babies, because that sounds like a nightmare. Um, I feel like the dating rules would shift accordingly. Yeah, Just they saying. should. Because, like, he's got the same aging rate as she does, so it's barely an excuse someone could use for them, and culturally, she's 12. Yeah. Like, even if she is has been alive for 120 years, 
in their culture, someone who's been alive for 120 years is culturally the same as someone, as a human who's been alive for 12. So, like, it's, she is, for all intents and purposes, she is 12. So just, y'all, y'all just cut it out. Like, just stop with that. And they're also still doing that thing where, like, Oto acts like she's got a crush on her brother. Which, hey, don't. Yeah, no. I, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I want them to stop. I have no deeper thoughts other than stop. I'm also still just annoyed by this girl not explaining anything to Conlo. Like, he asks why she was attacked placing the Chekhov's gun of she was attacked for a reason, which, and then she's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Which is like, oh, then it definitely matters because it was brought up. Except it actually doesn't matter. Like, did they already have the, the Minosaur from her at the beginning and were just, like, messing with her? Because why would you do that? Why would you send people to attack her knowing that that will attract Ryu soldiers? Yeah, I I don't know. Because that was kind of my thing, too. Because all they could think is it should have slowed the Minosaur's growth. Because the energy devouring monster popped out of her. But it also helped her find the person to get what she wants. So, it just it's some ugly stuff happening. And I don't like it. Also, y'all telling me that no one looked at that Minosaur... Or his barrier attack. Or the fact that, like, when you try and jump over the barrier, he stru- shoots strawberries at you. And thought, oh, that's cake. Like, really? Really no one- everyone looked at that, everyone saw it. And no one was like, oh, cake. Yeah, that really? Sure, that sure looks like cake. I sure like cake. Like, I- I- you, you're gonna have to work real hard to make me think that the Ryu soldiers don't have a concept of cake. Like, by now, they definitely do. They've lived here for, like... Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we've seen them three, eat cake. Three months, minimum. Yeah. Just nonsense. And then there's, like, that whole bit with Weisel, where he's being her dad and is like, Oh, the boy you probably tricked into doing this bailed on you and she's like oh well i hate everyone i can never trust anyone again like girl what about your boyfriend don't you still trust him like did he bail on you why hasn't he tried to fight your dad and like Like, i know he's going to paris with her but also like i don't know man that's your boyfriend he should maybe be involved in this decision of the two of you going to Paris. Mm. Sono, you are singing my life with your words. Like, I I have to say, like, it would have been fun if that was a part of it somehow. Although it would have come off as way meaner, so I don't know. But there's just a lot of weird, bad, mean stuff going at night. It it is a shame. Like, it's it's not going to knock Arakawa down too far, because... At the end of the day, no. Look, it's not his show. He didn't. He yeah. didn't decide Kamala was going to have this plot line. Yeah, and honestly, even if he did, um, still Narhi's Arakawa. Yeah, I mean, he's still got a lot more wins in the win column yeah. than he does losses. Like, it's. I'm not saying that means he's bulletproof, but he's pretty bulletproof. He's definitely up there. 
But I guess that takes us out of the bad stuff, unless there's any, like, last-minute additions. Uh, no, not really. I just didn't like 24. It was mean. Like, it, it just kind of played to not even all the worst parts of Conalo, but just, like, I don't know, it just... I refuse to believe that, like, they never talked about this more than once. No, that's that's legit, because it doesn't make a lot of sense. But uh, anyway, let's let's move out of there and, and get into the good stuff, because, you know, had some complaints, still a lot of good stuff here. Uh, so props to Ryu Soldier for using their clip show to just drop a lot of fun lore about the day-to-day goings-on of the Ryu Soldiers, and doing some explaining about the Ryu Souls. Yeah, because they're... Honestly, this show is one of the best I've seen at Lore Dumps. And honestly, I also dig on when they use the Lore Dumps or or just some part of the show to introduce or create new and fun dimensions of play for things. Like, it's a neat way to add to the show and to sort of reward the kids for watching. Even though, like, this one is kind of, hey, kids, go out and buy more of them and trade them with your friends. I don't know, maybe they sh- maybe they sell them blind-bagged. Or if you get them out of gotcha machines, I, like, that'd be a um, I do think you I do think you can get them from gotcha machines. Well, then that's okay. But still, but, uh, I, just... I just... I just love the idea of there being, like, multiple souls of one type, and while they don't seem to be a finite resource finite resource they've each got finite usage yes and and, because on top of that being a really cute idea it also creates space for some interesting dramatic tension down the road now that we've established that this is one of the rules so like look please mr toei give me an episode where someone's reuse all fizzles out at the moment it is needed most that would be great Preferably if it would be followed then by a power friendship thing or, or something like that, because I don't actually want any of these good kids to die, but I definitely want a, a moment of cheap drama, because yeah. they could sell some good drama. Like, it's, it's just one of those things where even you could do some kind of Gokaiger-esque tossing souls back and forth to each other. Yeah. Be like, hey, uh, have someone be like... Toa, I don't have a speed soul today. And, you know, he's clearly always got one, so he could just toss them his, and they could toss him whatever they were just using. And doing some, like, on-the-fly trading. Yeah, it'd be amazing. But it just, it just explains a way of why we've never had to see them moving souls between them. So, like, Bamba can use the power soul, or how Melt just had a speed soul that one time, even though... Speed is Toa's. Like, no, they've just each got one. Like, there's plenty of most of them around, and it just depends on who took the time to get one recently. And, you know, everyone meeting up to trade and work together to fill the gaps in their skill sets is just some really cute team building. It really is. And also, like, it's kind of telling about each of them, which, you know, their relationships to their souls they have, and which ones they keep on them and which ones they, they want to have doubles of. It's, I just, I like those little character beats. It's nice. And speaking of character beats, I like that Ko is able to hear the souls. Like, that's really cute. 
in a lot of other shows, I'd be sticking this up in bad things and being, like, kind of annoyed that, like, oh, Red's got this super special ability that no one else has. But, like, here, it doesn't feel like it's because he's the Red. It feels like it's because he's Ko. Ko could be any color and he would have this. Because it's what I'd expect from him. He's the one who is the most emotionally open and empathetic to everyone around him. He's the dude who's, like... Dino Knight was, like, lonely, so he shrunk him down so he could come inside and watch cartoons with him. Like, of course he's the one who'd be receptive enough to the voices of the Ryu souls, and, like, the others wouldn't. Because, like, no, Melt is still has, like, a really awkward relationship with the Dino Knights. Toa and Bamba don't know how to properly have an emotion, and Asuna's, like, her emotions are still kind of very self-focused. So, like, of course none of them would be able to, but Ko is all about reaching out to others and opening his soul to them. That's his whole shtick. It is. Also, like, I just want more episodes where Ko is just hanging out watching cartoons with Tiramigo. I just, I think it'd be great. Or even better, if he's watching shows of growing complexity with Tiramigo, which kind of gives me the idea for how I'd love to see Tiramigo get super into a local superhero of some kind. And we can talk, and like, he's just like, nah, uh, this, this local writer, he's way cooler than you guys are. Yeah, but he's also made up. We actually fight giant monsters. Yeah, but he's great. And we just, you know, have a, have an episode about the important of fan, the importance of of fantasy and escapism in anyone's life, which, you know, might be a little bit meta, but whatever. I enjoy being a little bit meta. Just saying, if there was a third season of Akiba Ranger, that would be a great place to start it. Yeah, I'm still a little bummed that I I when season two was announced, I was like, oh, is there gonna be four seasons? Because that would give them the total length of a proper Sentai, and that's how they try to become official. And, and then it just, it just never happened. And I was a little bit sad And about I it. still don't, like, they, they just never made the Malshina figure arts. And God, what a tragedy. Yeah, I just, I want to have Malshina, and I'll just put her with my Kamen Rider Decade, and they'll just hang out, because they're basically the same character. I, I will not be answering any more questions on that, but they are. Though I do feel like it should maybe not be news to Asuna and Melt that Ko can, like, hear the Ryu souls. Because yeah. he's literally doing that when he's out in the woods with them in that flashback. And, like, y'all have known him longer than most humans have been alive. I find it hard to believe that this has never come up. Yeah, that that does feel odd when you put it that way. I did feel really bad for Toa that his signature soul was, like the Zubat of Ryu Souls, and no one wanted it. Like, Bama even gives him this really sympathetic pat on the shoulder, which is super cute. It is. Because you know that he's never once traded Toa for a Speed Soul. Yeah, no. He's, he's too practical to do it out of pity, even though he, he kind of does that with Ko, but, like, you know that's a new development. Though I do love that Asuna was kind of there to take pity and be like, oh, come here, kid, I'll trade with you. And I, I think a lot of that is really the same with Bamba trading his power soul to Ko for a soul that he already had that, you know, they don't really use a lot. 
Like, even though the, you know, Toa and Bamba and, you know, Team Lives in Ui's house have some distance between them, they do both recognize that they're one team, and it's good for them to make sure everyone has what they need, especially since, you know, Bamba and Ko are the ones who use power the most, so Ko should probably have one of those handy because Bamba knows he can find another one pretty easily. Yep. Honestly, just the whole thing makes me hope one of the souls is kind of the Magikarp. Because, okay, I know very little about the Pokemans, but I do know that Magikarp is treated in many bits of media as if it can spontaneously turn into the laser fish dragon form, and that's beautiful to me. But by the way, Sono, have you seen Detective Pikachu? Oh, you know that I have. I, th- I was pretty sure, but I just, um... We should do a Rider Jump or Trial of Heroes or Unsupervised Children or whatever we're going to call the digression episodes, because, yeah. God, I would love to. That movie was everything I wanted it to be and more. Um, I don't really know what I was going in expecting, but I expected it to be, like, fun. Yes. But, like, I expected it to just be really fun and... It was actually, like, a really solid movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's not rocket science, but it's it's a solid movie, had some great moments. But yeah, we'll we'll get into that later, because um, I think that'd be a fun, a fun one to do. Yeah. Because I saw it, and I was utterly charmed. I also kind of love that Bamba was allowed to have a pretty varied range of emotions this episode, and was allowed to sort of relax and be a person, which was nice. It is nice. Because uh, he doesn't really get to do that. Like, he's he's sympathetic for his brother that no one wants to trade, and he's kind of busting on Melt's chops a little bit. And then, you know, Toe is, like, bragging about how there's not any soul his brother hasn't at least heard of. And then we just kind of, like, pan Melt out of the way to see Bamba losing his mind over the wish soul. And is then embarrassed about being called out on it. Like, that that shot was art. It was. And honestly, between that that moment and just the bit where where you can see how much pride he takes in his knowledge of the Ryu Souls, I feel like Bamba is somehow both the coolest guy at the big organized Pokemon League play event, but also one of the game elders. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, like, that whole bit of him busting Melta's chops was, like, him trying to show off. Yeah. He's he's showing off because he wants the rest of the team to think he's cool. But, but look, the big thing is that he's both the elder and the cool guy. Because, look, um, I've only been to a handful of, of, like, collectible card game events. You know, Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Pokemon, whatever. But the Venn diagram between the coolest person there and the and the oldest dude there, like it's usually entirely two separate circles. Because, <laughs> like, that may say more about the events I've been to. I don't know, but I'm I'm just saying I've seen a lot of thirty somethings who want to be real jerks to twelve year olds because the twelve year old doesn't know the optimal combo to use their their Pikachu with or whatever. Somehow, though, Bamba is that guy, but he's cool. And that's nice. Like, instead of, like, being a jerk to the kid, he's like, hey, 
good game. Here's here's some tips. Yeah, here's some tips. And hey, um, I noticed you have here's... a bunch of those. I have some extra one of these. How about we? How about I just swap you? Cool. Now you've got this one thing you need for the combo, and I'll just have this extra little thing because trading is how we do this game. It's like, oh, and here's you know here's here's a cool item card that you could use. You can just I'll just toss you this one for free. Yeah. Like, this is... Consider this a challenge for a rematch. Yeah, because, like, he would teach the kid how to play the game better, give him a little insight, and do the do the cool anime thing. Because, honestly, you don't see this enough in, in Western fighty things, and I, I kind of wish you would. But I, I like the... I love the, the bit where it's like, Hey, kid, let me t- show you some moves. Great. You come back next week. Show me what. Show me how you've improved. I will help you get better because I do not need to defeat you. My goal is for everyone to be good at this thing, because I just I think that's um, beautiful and precious, and it's it's how more things should be. Honestly, I just I feel like most competitive arcs in things should end with not like oh no the bad guy won. I'm like okay that's good for the final one, but. I would like it if more of them were just like, oh, hey, what was that move you did? Uh, hey, I'll teach you. I'll teach it to you, kid. And then they, like, they clasp hands and, and like, do the, the predator muscle thing, and then they're friends. Yeah. Because that's a much it's healthier just, way to like, approach it. Like, Kishida Tatsuya just has a great range of facial expressions. Or he's He's a really expressive guy, and I wish we got a solid episode or two of just kind of exploring the emotional core of Bamba as a character to let him really show off his acting chops. Yo, big same. And that's, and I say that not just because it would necessitate a lot of him being on screen and us focusing on his face, which, um, as y'all may know, I think is very handsome. But he's just, he's a very charismatic guy, and I definitely want to see him using that charisma in a variety of different ways. Because, uh, He's, honestly, he's kind of the, the breakout star of the show for me. He really is. And, like, I wish we had kind of some more episodes where he got to be goofy. We we get a little of it every now and then, but, like, I just, I want more of that moment where we pan over and he's just going, like, bananas. I mean, honestly, I, I just take more bits of, like, grudging fist bump. Because that is still, like, that's one of the great moments in this series. It really is. Just like, hey, we beat the bad guy, fist bump! Yeah, okay. <laughs> great. I, like, I don't like this, we're not friends, but yeah, we're totally friends. Fist bump. Grr. I'm also glad that we've addressed that we can just pass around the big power-up souls like Burning Soul. And, you know, the, the respective dynamites just have to agree to it. Which, like, I can't imagine Demon Volcano would say no to anyone who's asked nicely to hang out with him. Dude seems like he wants to hang out real bad. Like, I'm just hoping we can get some episodes of the others getting to use those power-ups. Especially since, you know, we're now halfway and have introduced Light, Dark, and Cosmo. Which means we're probably gonna get two or three more. Which means that, you know, Ko and Kanalo aren't gonna be using Fire and Lightning very much now that they've got... Cosmo and its respective halves, 
And they're not going to use those once they get the next power-up. So kind of, you know, move them down the line. Let everyone else use them. Honestly, all I can think is uh, give fire to Bamba because, like, he's he's the Knight of Grandeur and he's very, like, in your face. Well, he's the Knight of Glory, rather. But he, he's very in your face. He's the power guy. His brother is Lightning. And, hey, what are Dime Volcano and Mosa Rex, right? They're brothers. Just saying, it it would work very nice. But or... uh, see, I would I would give Bamba lightning because we do have that implication that he's part of the Sirius Soul Tribe. Ooh, good call. And good lightning call. includes Mosarex. Yeah. Where good. then you could give burning to Toa and have him look like a pumpkin, <laughs> which would be adorable. That would be adorable. But either way, and then you and then you could do like a a wildfire joke. Yeah. Like a, a spreads like wildfire joke. Ooh, that would be good. You just be a speed demon, but just—I love him. Yeah. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, I, I just I love think it'd two. be fun. Or honestly, we just like you brought up Gokaiger earlier. If we could just see them Gokaiger around, like let's just yeah. have a fight where the bad guys have the the first episode of Tokyo thing. Like I can't keep up with who's doing what now. What what's going on here? And then like they get exploded because yeah. I feel like that would be a great way for Weisel to go out, because there would be so much pageantry involved with everyone switching between Ryu souls that, you know, he would love that. He He would be like, this is the fight that I want. Yeah. Hey, if I... Guys, I know you have to kill me. Thanks for making a show of it. Like, I... You guys def... Like, you had to work for it. You had to make a big production... The, the forces of the cosmos had to be involved, and that's what it took to take me out? Yeah, okay. Honestly, I feel like his, when they kill him, when he gets got, I kind of want it to be a musical episode. God, yeah. I feel like I feel like that's how I want him to go out at this point. I did not realize that I would be so incredibly fond of Weisel, but I am. He's He's a villain's villain. So as much as I can't stand the whole Oto having a crush on Melt thing, because I can't, I hate it. No, I'm not a fan, yeah. I do love that if they're gonna force me to remember it's a thing, it's by, like, she calls him by his actual name, and he he's like, wait, wait, that's incorrect. Something's off here. Like, they skip right over him being hurt, which he shouldn't be, because he clearly doesn't want to reciprocate these feelings because she's 12. Yeah, clearly. That's... And he goes straight from being surprised that this child who was nice to him told him to shut up, to, wait, she did, she called me, she said my name very formally, something isn't right. Yeah, because... Like, look, if the crush is a thing we're just going to come back to, let's at least find interesting plot-relevant uses for it. Because even then, like, okay, she's very fond of him, she addresses him very familiar, familiarly. Okay, fine. But the only way, the only time it comes up is, wait, she, she didn't address me as Chan. Sums up here. Like, that's fun. Yeah, like... And you don't even need to make that about her having a crush on him. She's just, like, she's much closer with the Land Ryu soldiers than her brother is. And just, you know, refers to 
at least melt an Asuna informally because she just thinks they're the nicest. Yeah. Or she thinks this blue hair is cool, which, I mean, in fairness, this blue hair is pretty cool, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm kinda eh about, you know, that whole scene where Melt and Oto are having lunch together and they use the, like, soft light romantic date filter. Mm, don't like it. Like, they didn't go on a date. He ran into her while he was out, like, running errands, and he's trying to be nice because, arguably, she treats him better than the rest of the cast does. Yeah. Like, honestly, he could just, if they would just make it to, like, look, here's the thing. There's an actual literal child here who does not have a job, and I don't think she has an allowance. I, however, do have a job and something approximating allowance, so I took her out for some lunch because she really wanted to go out for some lunch. Does she have a thing for me? I guess I don't think of her that way, because even if she has a crush on me, which, given that she's 12, not, like, it's not great, but it's not a thing that is but I mean, like, impossible. Kids get crushes. Kids exactly. get crushes on adults. That's, That's not super weird. It's that like the rest of the cast seems to be encouraging this. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, he should just be like, okay, she has a crush on me. That's weird. Also, she needs to eat because she's twelve. Like this isn't a date. This is me being a responsible adult and a friend of Conalo's because apparently his sister is just running around this city. You know, when's she gonna eat? Fine, have some food, kid. And like, I don't know, maybe he just wants to hang out with someone who isn't gonna be rude to him. <laughs> you know, little things. And, you know, sometimes that's your friend's 12-year-old sister. Because, I don't know, maybe y'all shouldn't be jerks to melt all the time. What? Like, arguably the only one on the team who's nice to him is Bamba. Yep. Like, again, I just, I go back to the Demon Volcano episode where he's, like, feeling pressure put on him by everyone except Bamba. Mm. Bamba's just, just like, like nah, Bamba's it, pressure just kind of, like, floats off into the ether because he knows that Bamba doesn't really care. It's not that Bamba doesn't expect anything from you, he just understands. Yeah, he's just like, I don't know, either you do it or you don't. If you don't, we figure out something else. And apparently, near-complete apathy is nicer than most other people treat him. Well, at the very least, apathy means, like, okay, there's no pressure. Just, it's just, uh, do it, dude. If you're gonna. If not, don't. Uh, yep, Carl. Wait for this. Oh, there we go. Okay. I do gotta give a lot of props to all these ladies who have to play Weisel acting cocky about after getting his cover blown but hasn't transformed back yet. Um, because there ain't a single one who's done it who hasn't absolutely nailed it. And, like, honestly, I have to imagine that there has got to be such a joy in being asked to do something that big and flamboyant. And again, just fun. Weisel is he's this big theatrical guy... And getting into dive into that, especially given how often a lot of the ladies are, are asked to play at being more demure or at the very least non-threatening or whatever. As I'm not saying it's always the case, but it's frequently the case. It sounds very cathartic. Though I Your guess Soldier is pretty willing to let ladies be like 
wild and rough. And I'm I'm so pleased with that. Like, we've got Asuna, as much as I don't like episode 24, that girl was raised to take over a karate dojo, so she's gotta have something going on. No, it's true. I I confess, I'm probably thinking less about Ryu Soldier specifically when I get on that. Oh yeah, no, I just... I know you mean more generally, and I agree. I'm just, I'm glad Ryu Soldier is willing to uh, go the distance on this one. Same. Because, like, okay, I'm just going to do a quick self-call-out, but the number of times I have confused this person can't act with this person is never given an interesting range of emotions or motives to portray in the context of the series I am watching, especially when it comes to ladies. Like, that happens a lot, and I think we all... I'm not going to say we all do it. I'm going to say, however, it is a terribly common thing. And as as someone who tries very hard to increase his critical faculties, as I think we all should, uh, something to look at yourself for. Because little self-critique goes a long way. Like, I have, I have discovered actresses who I thought could not act at all. Oh no, oh no, they can act, especially if you give them a villain role. But then the moment the villain role is over, it's like, oh no, they're, it's not that she can't act, it's that they won't let her. There was a, a thing with uh, one of the Fantastic Four movies in the early aughts, uh, I think it was uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer, where, um, oh goodness, I forget, Jessica Alba, that's who it was. Jessica Alba is talking about, there's a scene where she's supposed to be crying, and the director kept being like, cut, no, don't look so ugly when you cry. She's like, but no, I. this is an emotional thing. Crying looks like this. No, have a blank face. We'll just CGI in tears. Like, those sorts of things happen, and it's gross, and I just, I have to imagine getting to play a theatrical supervillain feels freaking awesome if that's the kind of landscape you're in, even though I know that Japanese films are not American films, but... Sexism is everywhere. I feel like it still happens, because, like, I just, I would love to see the girl who played canon in Ghost in any other role. Because even just, like, when Ghost had the girl who played Koyomi come back, and she got to, like, get angry. Yeah. Like that I was, was like, oh whoa. That felt like when you're when bitter. you're allowed to show up for work, you show up for work. Would you get that? That was really not on the uh the wizard production team. But uh that was not really their fault, but you know. Same time, like mm, she didn't get to do a lot of stuff because she wasn't allowed to be there. But just all in all, this was one of the better clip shows. It dropped a lot of fun lore. It had kind of a small handful of plot progression. Yeah. Which is not a thing a lot of them do. And it just, it had some really funny moments that feel like there'll be moments that I look back on in a year or two when I'm remembering Ryu Soldier. In comparison to most clip show episodes, which are utterly forgettable, to the point where, like, I feel like Lupot had two, but I can't remember either of them. No, but I, I definitely remember us being like, no, we just had one of these. What the heck? But that's all I remember. But I, I have to say, like, just just to hit on one last bit of the plot points they brought up, um, I have been a toy collector 
and I just love this bit where Bonba finds the most elusive of figures, some one-in-a-million, like, repaint that almost nobody has that is generally considered a myth, and he's he's there. He's found it. But he has to send it away because, hmm, it's the right thing to do, even though he wants it so badly precious. I just... That that hit home for me. It's it's a very personal place for it to hit. I hope it doesn't hit that way for a lot of kids because that's it's not a healthy mindset really. But anyway, I'm just saying there's a lot of space for it to orbit. But it'd be kind of a neat setup for like a Chekhov's Ryusoul later on. Like they'll they'll they got some space souls. They could probably pull it out of orbit and ask for its help if things get proper dire. I think it's also a cute way to end the episode because there are two other Dino Knights out in space and, you know, they go out of their way to be like, yeah, Wish locked herself away at the bottom of the ocean all alone so no one could fight over her. And, like, now she's at least got two friends out there to hang out with. Or one, I guess, if they're being the same dinosaur at that time. But, you know, she's got one to two other, you know, Dino Knights to hang out with. It it could. Well, yeah, it's, it's one to two. But I, I like to think that it's if they're the same one, if they're become one, it's like uh, Steven Universe. So it's like, hey, now you have a third friend you can hang out with. Yeah. But, and honestly, that makes it even better because I'd not even thought about that. But um, it's it's thematically appropriate because, as I always like to bring up at any opportunity, uh, cosmic energy. Yeah, that's the bonds between people, and that's friendship. And that's the most powerful thing in the universe, baby. And uh, I just, I like the thought that the wish Ryusoul would become just even more powerful and and fulfilled because now it has friends. And that would mean it could come back later and, and just do some cool stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. Like, I just, I feel like it's something that's going to drop out in like a really big climactic moment and be part of something. I don't know what. Look, as long as it's, I just know they made it, so as long as it doesn't end up being like the 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 false climax, not exactly false climax of of Q Ranger. You know the bit where everyone died, and then yeah. like these wish soul to bring everyone back because haha, that was our our really crazy gambit plan. Like that'd be cool and all, but um, please don't make me do that again, Sentai. Which is Thanks another. God. Which, honestly, though, is another way of me saying, Sentai, do it. Just mess me up. Because, you know, we've said it before. We come to Sentai to have our, our, our heart guts punched in. Yeah, just, you know, just do it, Ryu Soldier. Just punch me directly in the face. Anyway, speaking of getting punched in the face, I think that brings us to episode 24. A little bit. Uh, there are There are a couple things that I enjoyed. Um... I, I love the bit at the beginning of Uli being like, I can't think of any videos! And her dad's like, okay, I'm gonna show you a secret technique. And he does it, and it's just him, like, laying down and taking a nap. And even he's immediately, like, before anyone even says anything, he gets up and is like, okay, yeah, that wasn't helpful, I'm sorry. Like, that was probably way funnier than I should have found it, because I feel like it's a level of Japanese comedy that I'm, like, not accustomed to, and don't understand. But just the whole bit of, yep, yep, not helpful, uh, that I shouldn't have done that, that is not useful to anyone, I'm just going to leave. Like, that was stupid funny. No, it really was. 
like, I kind of wish that Ui trying to figure out, like, a video was the whole plot of the episode, because that would have been way more interesting. Oh, But definitely. that joke was really good. It was, yeah. I, but still. Uh, I, honestly, it kind of felt like they were trying to play Ui's channel. Like, I couldn't decide if they were trying to, if they want it to be a big thing or a frivolous thing. And I just, look, here's the thing. Uh, her channel is good and wholesome. And also, I would love—I would have loved for the whole episode to be her doing a call-out video or a response video to Koreon. Because, look, Koreon's always making these minosaurs, and also she's saying out loud that humans are bad and awful and wrong. And in the words of Marge Simpson, it's true, but you shouldn't say it. <laughs> I do really think it was sweet that everyone showed up to help Kanalo figure out how to beat the minosaur because he wanted to do it on his own to prove, I guess, his love for this girl, which, whatever. But I love that everyone's like, okay, then we're gonna help you figure out how to do it. And that everyone is just sort of the different layers to to him landing the attack. I also love that Asuna gets to be the Minosaur because she's the only one strong enough to potentially just take that hit over and over so he can master it and be able to shake it off and keep going. But honestly, my favorite part is, like, they show up, and Bamba's like, I really don't care about your girlfriend thing. We just need to figure out how to beat this dude. Because, like, wow, what a mood. That's also how I felt. Yeah, right? Honestly, like, on top of everything else, dude needs to get back to the game store and open up a new booster pack before they're all gone. They just released a new expansion! Yeah. But uh, on a more serious note, though, I, I just also want to say... I love that the the way they solve the problem is by Conalo just flopping in the air like a fish. That's just I was like, is that what Arakawa was like? I just want to see this this shiny thing because he's from the water, right? Yeah, have him do a fish move in the air. That'd be funny. And in fairness, I feel like it was. Yes. But still. So speaking of the bit of Bamba just being like, this is dumb, let me stab stuff, I also thought it was very cute how, like, he says that, and Toa just kind of like, hey, sorry, my brother doesn't know how to people, but he is, he, like, he, he showed up for this seriously. He's just bad at saying things. And Kamalu kind of, like, smiles, and we have this, like, close-up on his face where he already sort of knows be that, you know, Bamba's just kind of being a butt about this because he's got past relationship issues. And, like, that was very cute and a very, like, Arakawa moment. It was. In this episode that felt very unlike Arakawa in most other ways. Okay, but all I have to say is what if this whole episode wasn't about Kanalo and we just got the bit where everyone finds out that Bonba is trying to figure out a nice way to let down a human girl who's got hard eyes for him or something. Because, okay, it would basically just be the Keichiro episode again, but also, I mean, I'm just saying I'd much rather see Arakawa have an awkward episode about Bonba letting someone down easily because, like, hey, he's very busy being a superhero. And also, he ages at a tenth the speed of humans and has outstripped even the oldest of humans in terms of lived experience. And also, he's done this before and... Look, it's not fun for anyone. Arakawa writing angsty superheroes is what I'm here for, is what I'm saying, so... I just... Yeah, like, 
God, that would be such a good episode and, like, such a good Arakawa episode because we know he's had at least one previous relationship with humans and he's probably had more and, you know, lost some of them to old age based on his reaction to the Prime Minister wanting to, like, die along with the dude she was- who was dying of old age that she was in love with. Like, it's totally reasonable to have an episode that's just- him not wanting to do that again because it's he's just done it a couple of times and it's just more than he can take and he's kind of developing these other bonds and he's trying to figure out how to focus on that and, and he's got to like be doing was, a lot more work and it, was, it wasn't like he was that great at just doing the personing thing to begin with you know yeah it's just Basing an episode around all of that would be so interesting, and again, would get to let him show off a lot of that really expressiveness that Kishida Tatsu has got. Or I guess I like I know it's it's generally considered bad to try and review the episode you wish you were watching, but that just I, it just seems a much more natural fit for. Narhisa Arakawa's abilities. Yeah. Or, honestly, just give him more time for a Kanala episode. I'm sure he could have found a way that wasn't just this joke, but again, but with an extra little little drizzle of, oh, women's is liars, which I, I really hope that's not what he intended. It doesn't feel like the sort of thing that Arakawa would intend. No, it really just doesn't. given his history. Yeah, it's just it's there, and it just it feels it feels weird and forced. And I okay, we're trying to talk good things about the episode. I just like Narhisa Arakawa, and I I know he can do better. Is the thing. So an- another moment that felt very Arakawa, um, and I thought was very sweet was. That bit between Kanalo and Ko at the shrine. Cause we've we've had a lot of Ko's like ideals and words getting through to Kanalo and be kind of how he's come around to the team. But we've seen very little of the two of them actually showing that they've connected as friends beyond that one like bit at the end of the Magnet episode. So seeing them get to, like, have that little fist bump and Ko, like, kind of joking, like, oh, save a seat for me at the reception, and Kanalo kind of laughing at that, but also being ready to just bust his entire culture's laws in half to have his land friends at his wedding, because you know he's like, aha, yeah, of course I'm going to. No one's gonna be happy that you're there, but I don't care. Y'all are my people. Like, that was really sweet. We do have a giant robot dinosaur demigod who is like, no, those guys are jerks. We don't even want to talk to them. We haven't talked to them since, you know, for, like, literal millions of years. (laughs) I mean, I, I can definitely see how he would have a problem with it. Also, okay, a little off topic. But I, I just, I love that in the, the wedding scene, in the, the fantasy wedding thing, um, instead of stained glass, 
in the in the very like Christian looking church windows. Uh, there's just regular glass, and outside there's just most of Rex just chilling. Like, of course you can't have him in the church, so he's just watching from outside. That's it was just terribly cute to me. It was very cute. He's he's doing his best to be the best dad he can. Yeah. Even though, like again, like you know, maybe he's maybe he's grown up a little. Maybe he's learned already. But it feels like he still has some stuff to learn. Yeah, Wait, I mean, we need to talk to him about it. Let's. We sh- there should be more episodes about that than about these weird kind of ugly relationship things with Conalo. Let's just. Yeah, there should. Let's. Like we could just phase those out, or we can just not look at Conalo for like mm, ten episodes, and then he comes back and he's just not about that anymore. You know, pull a yeah, pull like, a soccer again. Up. Wouldn't wouldn't it be absolutely wild if he just like disappeared for a couple episodes and came back and was married? Yep, yeah, that yeah, solve it. And we just like put that whole thing to bed. Yeah. Hey, who's that? Oh, that's my wife. I got married. Uh, is she Weisel? No, I checked. <laughs> And and then like, okay, well, what's she doing? Oh, well, she's just gonna go and live next door to Uwe. So now we just have a bigger, bigger uh, B cast, and that's fine. We're yeah. done now. And it's just like we, I didn't not invite you guys to the wedding. We're we're like married on paper, but we're gonna do all the ceremony once we're sure the world's not gonna end because we don't have the time right now. And of course, you guys are gonna come to that. But, you know, we just, like, exchanged rings and, I don't know, signed whatever forms yeah, the fish people have. What? Hey, they got they got land married, but it's they're waiting until they can safely go back under the sea to have the sea marriage. Yeah. But we just, you know, we want to make it official because we had a, a, a really passionate thing, love at first sight. Like, wouldn't that just be absolutely wild, and then we could focus on his, like, actual personality. Yeah, that'd be nice. We could find out what he's like. So, uh, one one last thing. Is Oto just taking over the dojo now? Because, I mean, like, she bested her brother in combat. She destroyed him. Mm. That kid's got skills and clearly needs a hobby. Yes. So, like, please give her that so she can also have a real personality beyond, like, Chasing Melt around. Yeah. Honestly, I think here and now, I'm making it Laser Knees canon that whenever Oto is not on screen and is not explicitly described as doing something else, she is running that dojo. Yep, that's hers now. I mean, like, she's old enough. She's old. She has 120 years of lived experience. And if anyone is like, I'm not going to learn my karate from this little girl... Uh, she will just throw them onto the ground. Yeah, she will kick them in the face. Yeah. yeah. Wait, how'd you kick me in the face? You're so short. One, lower center of gravity. Two, I'm 120 years old of martial arts mastery. Sweep the leg! Like, she trained... She she has probably learned to fight underwater. Yeah, the strength... She's a fish person. Honestly, the strength training you need to be able to move comfortably and easily underwater, especially as deep as they are. Yeah. Like, the baseline strength of any person living down there is intense. Because they're they're living like normal humans under the crushing weight of the entire ocean. 
Yeah, like, for a person in the Siryu Soul Tribe, she may not be especially strong, but she is magnitude stronger than anyone on land. Oh, yeah. With maybe the exception of Asuna. They may be equal. Yeah. But just... Bah. I, I just, I decide that that is what she does now. That is her job. Yep, and I mean, she does disappear for, like, ten episodes at a time. Yep. And it's... You know, I, I if she's gonna do that, let's just say, hey, what's up? She, f- she just does this thing now. I just, I want to see some people just like wave to her. Thanks, master. Have a good one. All right, just make sure you guys practice. We're we're gonna get to real sparring later, so okay. Anyway, I just think it'd be fun. Yeah. No, that's what I want. Uh. So. Yeah. Not not. No one of the worst, but. Certainly not some of the best Ryu Soldier. I guess it's it's nice to see that even Ryu Soldier can yeah. can stumble. But you know they can't all be winners. Yep. Um. It's frankly as bad as twenty four was. It's still better than the worst of Lupod. Oh, easily, easily. And honestly, it's still better than the worst of a handful of Sentai. Yeah. It was bad, and I'm mad about it. But there were still some really cute moments that. Provided some nice team building. Oh, definitely. Where, you know, that movie episode happened, and I'm still mad about it. <sighs> yeah, I just try to shut that one out. Um, well, then, since I think that's uh, that's about all our big thoughts here, uh, for all of us here at LaserNeeds and the rest of the TOOL Network, I'm Aleph. And I'm Summer. And don't get kicked by a horse and die. <laughs>